I'm super excited to announce that AI Box has just passed $300,000 raised on Republic, which means we've raised $400,000 total on and off the platform. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be breaking down what our progress is, give you the updates, and what we're planning on doing in the future, giving you a little bit more of insights into this project. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that I'm working on AI Box, which is my own AI app store and marketplace. So today on the podcast, I want to tell you about our traction and tell you about why we stand out in a world where Quora has just raised $75 million for their chatbot platform and OpenAI has launched their GPT store. So let's get into the episode. We gonna bring it to you just like that. Welcome everyone to the future's AI chat. Bringing you the interviews and giving you info to be in the know. Tech company CEOs of Rock with us. Bet you gonna come back. I'm just saying the facts. This is AI chat. Let's go. Around the beginning of November 2023, I announced that we were officially kicking off the fundraise for AI Box, my very own no-code AI app builder and marketplace. And it's super exciting. We just passed $300,000 raised on Republic um, from over 320 investors. This is super exciting. Um, And I think this is a, a good point to give you guys all a little bit of an update. We've all seen the news lately. OpenAI has launched their GPT store, which is super exciting. And I believe they have over a million apps that have already been created on there. Um, And then at the same time, we have Quora, who has the Poe platform. And they've announced kind of a similar thing where you can make these kind of like chatbot tools um, and you get paid for them based off of a royalty. And they just raised $75 million. Well, technically, the parent company Quora did, um, which interestingly enough, the CEO of Quora is on the board of directors uh, for OpenAI. So there's a lot of people, I think, in very high up places that think this is a a really big play. Now, something that's interesting is when we kind of started AI Box, uh, I feel like we were ahead of our time. We had this idea back in 2022 in December um, was when we really started putting this together um, long before the GPT store and all of that. Um, But what I think is really interesting is we actually got a bunch of pushback when we were I I remember talking to some people about it and they're like, okay, that's cool. But don't you think like AGI will just like completely wipe out your marketplace and make it irrelevant? You know, people aren't going to need to use your chatbots because AGI will be able to do everything. So first of all, I think that's kind of funny because I mean, who knows when AGI arrives? Who knows when this all knowing AI and it really at the end of the day, that, that same kind of question would make almost every product in the world that you'd want to build irrelevant. So I'm not really too concerned about that. But the biggest thing here is the mission statement of OpenAI is to develop AGI and they're going very hard as you know the biggest product being one of these marketplace stores. So I think if that's their direction, it's a pretty safe bet that we're on the right track um, and we had the right vision to begin with from the beginning. And you know, if we want to get philosophical on that specifically for a minute, I do think that... Um, Platforms like this will actually be very useful in training AGI and working with AGI. If you think about AGI, it's not necessarily that it knows like how to do everything the best of anyone because lots of people have knowledge or learnings or research that you know they've done and only they know about. So you might have discovered a way to do a prompt that isn't publicly available on the internet. And if it's not, then AGI, you know, whatever AGI is, um, or any really advanced large language model will not know that information. You figured out a new trick. You figured out a new technique. No one else knows this, right? And so by creating these uh, by creating these boxes on AI Box, these different apps that integrate your special knowledge, um, these advanced language model and autonomous agent systems would be able to still run and and work, but they'd be able to run through your box. So pretty much, if someone says, "Hey, I need you to create a really complex report," um, like X, Y, and Z. 
probably what the AGI is going to do is hop on over to a platform like AI Box, find the best, highest ranked, most used um, tools that do that and use that as part of its workflow. Um, sign up for an account, pay a couple cents for or a dollar for the, the credits to run this advanced thing, get the output, bring it back to whoever you know assigned them to do that task, right? I think that's going to be the most efficient way for an AGI to essentially accomplish what it's doing. So in the philosophical realm of things, I think when we talk about AGI, that doesn't mean it's just going to be like a computer system that can know everything and do everything. It's just a computer, it's just a computer system or an AI that is capable of knowing where to look for the resources for everything. And that's, that's my opinion. I know different people have different opinions on that. But in any case, I guess the moral of the story is OpenAI is focusing heavily on this. We're going in the right direction. So I want to talk about a little bit of a tr our traction from last year. Um, really, really exciting. This podcast, AI Chat, um, became one of the top ranked business news podcasts. Um, I believe I checking in November, we hit number seven on the Apple podcast charts for business news. Um, and I think we were in the top five earlier uh, last year as well. Um, so just kind of depending, it bounces around. Um, but really, really, uh, very, very, very popular podcast. And so I've been absolutely blown away. I started it back in February of last year um, because I was essentially starting to talk to investors about this idea for AI Box. And they were, you know, talk, talking about the power and the need for having like an audience. And I was like, well, you know, and I think initially the advice I'd gotten, they were like, well, if you want to raise money for your platform, you should go get famous on Twitter. I, I don't really know how to get famous on Twitter. I'm not currently famous on Twitter. So I was like, you know, I've done a lot of podcasting in the past. Um, maybe I'll, I'll do a podcast specifically about AI. So I kind of got it started and it just blew up, took on a mind of its own. So last year we did over 2 million. We had over 2 million podcast listens on my podcast, AI Chat, AI Hustle and AI Applied. Um, so really, really exciting. There's been incredible, um, incredible feedback on this. And I, I guess people really appreciate having this kind of up to date um, information and news. So that's been really, really awesome to see. In addition, like we, like I said, we launched this crowdfunding campaign in November and I've been absolutely blown away. We just passed $300,000 specifically on there and we've raised a hundred thousand dollars off the platform. So, um, you know, total we've raised $400,000 really, really amazing. And this is really going to enable us to expedite, um, our development, our go-to-market strategies and make AI Box a huge success. So we have over 320 investors and angel investors. Um, and so this is really exciting to see. Uh, there's a lot of people that think this is an amazing idea and are on board and believe we're the team to get this done. Something else that's really exciting for me is, as you know, I have a wait list on AIbox.ai. So that's our website. And we've had a ton of people express a lot of interest in getting on the beta list and getting on the wait list to use AI box when we first launch. Um, so currently we have over 3,400 uh, corporations and professionals that are currently on the wait list. Um, and I'm really excited because that includes people from Google, Atlassian, KPMG, Verizon, Ally Bank, Harvard, um, and a bunch of other University of Notre Dame, a bunch of other amazing places. Um, and so I'm really, really excited to, to uh, have AI box ready um, for these people to be able to not just take into their professions, but to share with people within their organizations. Um, and eventually we'll be creating enterprise and team um, tiers of this where you can actually have your whole department or your whole organization um, using kind of a, in the same way that OpenAI has done things with enterprise and teams, you'll be able to have that same um, experience, but on the AI box platform. So I think one other thing that I'm really excited about 
that I've I talked about a lot at the beginning of the podcast um, was the AI Box Creator Community. So if you're interested in finding like a community where you can talk with a lot of people about different AI things, it's a it's a lot more interactive. I can share articles, we can share um, comments and feedback. It's a lot more interactive than a podcast. Um, we have a Facebook and a Discord community. Um, and we have over 3,700 members between the two of them. So if you're interested, you can join that. But we're really excited um, for the our amazing community members there um, that share their projects. I get all sorts of amazing ideas. I try to um, pitch in and, and uh, share insights when I find them. Um, so if you're interested, go ahead. Uh, there should be links in the description and you can uh, join those communities as well. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is as far as development goes, we've got a lot of questions about where we're at exactly with development. So currently we have finished building out our platforms, uh, a majority of all of our platforms front end. So this includes, you know, we, we went through a whole um, discovery phase, looking at all the features, uh, looking at the layouts, uh, creating all of the designs. And then we actually went and implemented those designs into code. Uh, so building out the front end essentially. Um, and then we've also went and built out the um, the no-code AI app builder. This is honestly, I think, one of the most core pieces of technology that we have. Um, so I'm really excited. We have a fully functioning um, app builder. And of course, we're going to add more features and make it more impressive as, as we go. But um, currently, that's fully functional. So we're really excited about that. We're currently um, working on building out the finishing up the back end. And then we'll be working on the marketplace. Now, a lot of people have asked about uh, launch dates and you know what features will be included in the MVP and you know when when you're actually gonna be able to get your hands on this. We're shooting for um, a beta launch in uh, the first quarter of this year. I'll keep you updated as we get closer to that date. Um, but really, what we're looking for and what we'll be doing at the beginning is launching um, the the no code AI app builder. So really giving you the ability to get on and start building out, automating your workflows. You're going to save a ton of time. And I'm so excited for people to get on um, and start doing this. Essentially, it's going to allow you to link together multiple AI models and put in your different prompts for that. So similar to what you'd be able to do with uh, the GPT store, but there's a lot of new features. And I'm going to walk through all of that um, in a minute. But really quickly, I also just wanted to say that... Um, when we first launch, you know, there's always this like chicken or the egg problem with platforms. And I think uh, it's we've had kind of this vision where essentially we're going to allow um, people to get on there, and start building these apps, maybe uh, a handful of weeks ahead of the launch of the actual marketplace or a month or so ahead of the marketplace. Um, and I think that that's been pretty validated by the fact that OpenAI used the same rollout strategy for their GPT store. They essentially allowed you to get on there, start building GPTs. And once they had a kind of a critical mass of those GPTs built up, um, then they enabled the marketplace and you well, as soon as you got on the marketplace there's a ton of apps we'll probably do something similar to that uh, to make sure that there's a lot of uh, content and also I personally and my, and my team we have so many uh, we have so many amazing apps that I'm not seeing anywhere else um, that we'll be building and putting on there as well um, it's kind of interesting because this is really the foundation of and the vision of AI box was um, when we were thinking of the idea I was blown away by all of these AI use cases and me and Jillian, our CPO, we're literally coming up with like 10 new AI use cases every day, new AI tools. As you know, my background is building um, building software. I'm the founder and, and CEO or previously was a CEO of Self-Pause, which is the number one AI life coach, which we scaled to over 120,000 um, users. And so I have this background in software and I was thinking of like, we we're literally thinking of 10 different new tools every single day and talking with who Ben, who's now our um, CTO, 
and harassing him about all of these different concepts. He was eventually we got to the conclusion we came up with so many and we we're asking him about the, you know, the tech side and the viability of them all. And he was like, look, we just need to build a platform that enables you to build these because there's no way we're going to be able to, um, you know, you're going to be able to create all of this. And so that's really when we got started with AI Box. Um, but what's exciting for me is I still have all of those ideas. So whether I'm in there by hand building all of them out, which I know I'll do a lot. Um, I also have a lot of virtual assistants where I have outlined exactly the prompts and, and what we're doing. And I'll have them go on and, and build a lot of these uh, tools out. So I'm really excited because for me, um, the platform is awesome, but the platform is like a stepping stone for enabling this easy AI creation process. And so to see the vision come to life and all of these like AI tools and concepts I had to be able to be born because of this is really exciting for me. So uh, to give someone an idea, if you haven't um, watched our, our demo or, or seen too much about it, one example that I love, and actually I have a number of these because I, I essentially have, I already have access to the, the app builder, obviously. Um, so I've already been on there and built in a number of these tools. And I have virtual assistants that help me do a ton of stuff um, at AI Box and for the podcast. Um, because I just don't have time. And as you see, I, I churn out like an insane amount of content sometimes. Um, so essentially, I've built a handful of boxes and I just have my virtual assistants log into my account and they're able to like run these and save a, a ton of time in all of our processes. And uh, it does two things. Number one, yes, it saves them a lot of time. But number two, if I have someone go on and use like a, a box that I've created, which is pretty much just like an automated workflow, I can guarantee that the results are going to be exactly what I want. Whereas if I tell someone to do it manually, sometimes they might change the prompt a little bit, or sometimes they might uh, just mess up the way they copy and paste something like this way. If, if they're using the box, I know it's exactly what it needs to be. So there are a couple ones that I've used. Uh, we have an article generator, which um, we've actually created quite a quite an insane product there, uh, where you're able to generate, you know, fifty thousand high, high quality uh, articles in a number of hours. Um, and I don't know if this is going to be on the on the app store right when we launch or what we'll do with this, but we've created quite a quite an impressive tool here. We're using this for internal testing and a bunch of different uh, things that we're doing. Um, but yeah, essentially, I mean, this is something where we we link together different products like uh, ChatGPT for coming up with the article content. We're linking together Dolly to put images inside of the content. Uh, we're linking together, we're linking that over to um, YouTube's API to put YouTube videos embedded into this. And then we're also linking that over to a bunch of other different APIs um, and doing some, uh, I think, uh, embeddings through OpenAI, which essentially like allows you to scrape all of these articles and um, I think the XML files, if I'm not incorrect. Um, and essentially we've created and like do internal linking between all of the articles and ex we've also got an API to Google that allows us to do external linking to um, like high authority sites, right? So like all the articles will have links to like BBC and um, different news sites and stuff like that. So uh, we've created a pretty insane product there that I mean, I'm excited about. We've used that for internal testing and making sure that our platform is like robust and, and whatnot. Um, and that one's been that one's been very, very useful. And we've seen some really amazing results. Uh, you know, essentially, we, we set up a brand new website while we're testing this out. And uh, we plugged this thing into it. And oh, and also, I guess the last feature I forgot to mention is that it it's links to WordPress through their API. So it automatically publishes all these articles onto the, the site that we have. Um, so anyways, we created this tool, we set up this test, we click, we clicked go, actually, I grabbed a bunch of domains for this. And we actually ended up generating I think 85,000 articles um, in doing this test. 
um, so we could kind of essentially run through and test the quality and test, you know, how they actually rank in Google and stuff. And it's been impressive. I mean, this was a few days ago, and we've seen, uh, you know, some of these some of these sites are getting, um, you know, fifteen thousand impressions in like the first on the first like on the, I think on the third day that it was live. Some crazy stuff. So um, there's definitely some amazing things we're cooking up, and I'll tell you more about all of the tools in the future. I think uh, eventually the podcast in the future. I'll maybe have like a sponsored segment in every podcast, but it's not really a sponsor. I'll just tell you about like a cool tool that is someone built on our platform. So that'll be an exciting phase of this entire project. But what I wanted to get into right now, we all know that OpenAI is obviously doing their own GPT store and Quora as you know, has six seventy five million dollars uh, for their Po platform. I want to talk about where AI box stands out, like how are we different um, and what makes us still relevant and needed in a day where the top player is building an app builder and marketplace. So the number one thing I think that's important or one of the big things is model diversity. So AI box is actually going to support thousands of AI models, and this is including open source projects and models. So essentially, when you when you use um, the GPT store and open AI, you know, I was able to interview the head of developer relations over at OpenAI and talk to them about the GPT store and what its vision and where it was going. And, you know, they really stress the fact that um, this is an, it's a great platform, but it's going to be built with just OpenAI tools. And this is obvious, right? They needed the, the purpose of it is to drive usage on their own AI models. They're not trying to give away, um, you know, they're not trying to put Google Gemini on there and give their competitors free usage and have to pay their competitor when, you know, they have a competing product. So it's going to be just their own platform. This is great for them, and I totally understand that vision, but I think at the end of the day, what the world and the public actually need and will want is a, is a platform that has all of the models, because inevitably, OpenAI will not be the best at everything forever, and they currently aren't the best at everything. They're pretty good. I'd say they're like 80% of, you know, the, uh, of what you can do with AI, but I think that it's actually going to um, get a lot more diluted in the future. So as we stand today, I think best-in-class image generator is mid-journey. I think best in class audio generator is 11 labs. I think best in class video generator is somewhere between Runway and Pika. Um, and so I think while ChatGPT is amazing, phenomenal, GPT-4 is phenomenal, they're gonna come out with GPT-5, I think OpenAI is gonna maintain the lead on that um, you know, text AI for quite a while. And I think they'll compete in all the other arenas. I think it's gonna be it's always hard to be number one at everything and they won't be able to do that. And I mean, they're not currently there. So I think there's going to need to be a platform that allows you to, to have access to all of the AI models. You'll be able to access the best in class for everything. And then in addition, something I mentioned, right, is this element of open source models. I really believe open source is the future for AI. It is not closed source companies. We have some amazing closed source companies and they're cool and I, I love them. I use them. I pay for ChatGPT, right? But I really believe the future is open source. Uh, this is where we're going to see a lot of advancements. And I do not think this is a pipe dream because we're starting to see this play out. Um, we have, you know, you could call them relatively late to the party. You call them whatever you want. But Mistral AI, I was looking at AI benchmarks and Mistral AI in independent benchmarks performs right below the OpenAI ChatGPT models. It's an open source model from France. It performs right below OpenAI and it performs above Anthropic and Anthrop Anthropic's Claude models. And Anthropic is a multi, you know, this is a billion dollar company. They have raised hundreds of millions of dollars. It might be close to a billion dollars that Anthropic has raised. And Mistral AI, the open source platform, is currently beating them out with this model that they've just released open source for everyone. So I truly, truly believe that um, open source is the future. And the problem right now is 
I can say that like, yeah, it's great. And if you want to go test out Mistral, it's it's quite tricky. And they may they may like host their own model, but there's a lot of models on Hugging Face, for example. Um, you know, a lot of these open source models that are impressive, that are cool. A lot of countries and companies have have come out with these, and the average person can't really access them because you have to host it yourself. You have to run it yourself. Um, it's you know, if you're not technical person, and also even if you are a technical person, you have to have a pretty beefy computer to get good results from these. Um, I, you know, we we know we've internally, uh, you know, we've internally run a bunch of these uh, open source models to do testing and benchmarking and, and different things with them, and uh, you need quite quite a solid uh, tech setup. So this isn't possible for most people, um, your average consumer, and we're going to be able to make it so all of these open source models can be hosted on our platform, and people will have you'll have access to all of them. So you hear about the latest Mistral model, you'll be able to get it on our platform, get it, use it, run it, incorporate it into whatever you want. And you'll have the ability to pick, like, do you want Claude? Do you want OpenAI? Do you try GPT? Do you want Mistral? Like, I think giving consumers the choice is going to be really big. People will like certain companies for different reasons. And then the final thing that I think is really going to be important in this industry going forward is the fact that, um, is the fact that last year, and I mentioned this a number of times, but Stanford trained Got, grabbed all the publicly available medical journals and they trained PubMed GPT. It was great to answer medical questions. And they said, if we wanted this to be any better, we'd go very specific. We'd train a heart a heart disease GPT, which is just on heart disease content, a breast cancer GPT. We'd train, um, you know, GPTs like that, that are fine-tuned by experts in that field. And I think this is going to be the future. I think there'll be thousands um, and maybe hundreds of thousands of very powerful models that are very specific for things. So depending on what your app is and what your use case is, um, you're going to want to use the best in class AI models for that. And uh, that's what we're going to be offering on AI box. So um, I think what you're going to find is because we have this huge um, data, we have this huge set of AI models, inevitably, we will have the most high quality um, AI applications on our platform. And that's actually something that uh, I've I saw like Sam Altman was requesting feedback on OpenAI and like he got a, a bunch of feedback on different things they wanted him to do better or to change or whatever. One of them was higher quality GPTs. This is how you achieve higher quality GPTs. This is how you achieve we call them boxes on on our platform, but they're applications. This is how you achieve these higher quality AI applications is by allowing people to have access to higher quality tools, and we'll be doing that. Um, so that's one big thing. And of course, I think one thing that's really critical, another re area where AI Box really shines is our app builder. So I love, I, like I'm not taking a dig at OpenAI and their GPT store and their GPT builder because I think it's really cool, innovative, and it's great for literally anyone to just type in on a chat thing like, I want to build a, a tool that does X, Y, and Z and it spins it up. That's that's really cool. We're creating a an app builder that is a lot more powerful. Essentially, you have the ability to drag and drop all the AI models you want. You put them in the order you want. You can connect them together, drag and drop, no code needed. Um, and you put the prompt that you want into each of them. It gives you a lot of customization. You can go in depth and, and customize a lot of the settings and do some in-depth stuff if you want. If you're just a beginner, you don't have to touch that. We'll leave the defaults um, to really powerful options. Um, but we're, we're building this in a way that gives you a lot of flexibility. You can link together one model. So for example, you know, I have uh, a tool that we that creates blog posts uh, that we created as a design customer uh, for a large a large client that wants to use this. Um, and essentially, the way it works is they have a ChatGPT model that generates it that you they put a keyword in and it generates a title for an article. That title gets spit over to another ChatGPT 
um, it's linked to another one that's going to create the the part of the content. It's linked to another one that's going to create frequently asked questions in the article. It's linked to another one that's going to create misconceptions for the article. It's linked to another one that creates a Dolly prompt, which is linked to Dolly that actually generates the images that can be embedded into the article. Um, and you can select how many images you want and where you want to put them. Then it links over to um, it links the the one that actually generates the content over to Eleven Labs, which is going to create an audio file that people can listen to. The way that this is all set up is very, very um, simple to use, but very, very powerful. You're going to be able to link these things together and, and create some incredible um, outputs and incredible tools with them. So I think I would say don't uh, don't underestimate the uh, the importance of having a really robust app builder experience. Um, OpenAI has kind of opted for a very simplistic one, which is great. And I think you know they're they're trying to appeal to hundreds of millions of users that can uh, create create these without any experience. And I think that's amazing. I'm actually very excited about that because I feel like it, number one, validates the idea, but number two, it's getting people used to the fact that, oh, look, I can create my own AI tools and actually make money from them. And then if you want to actually take those tools to the next level and make them even more powerful, you come over to a platform like AI Box that allows you to make this thing uh, really amazing and turn it into an actual business, if that's your goal. Um, then the other thing I'll say is, we'll also have the ability for you, if you create these tools, to go and embed them into your own apps and software. So, right, like I was talking about turning this into a real business. If you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I like someone's got something on the GPT store. They're like, this thing's got like 100,000 uses and maybe I made $1,000 or something in the last few months from this tool. If you want to turn that into a real business, embed this into real software, or if you're just a company that already has a software, but you're like, hey, I have a great idea for an AI app or AI tool, you can't really do anything on the GPT store that's, you know, that you can use. But if you come over to AI Box, um, you're going to be able to build out these tools and actually just embed them straight into your own software without having to do any extra fancy code. You can worry about your own paywall and you can worry about your own, um, you know, how you, your own marketing and everything, but you embed this thing straight into your own tool and people will be able to use it. So it's a way to very quickly build, um, build out the AI components of whatever your software is. And the reason why you're going to want to do this is because as we know, this, this field is moving very, very rapidly. Um, different models are advancing and, and getting uh, beating out others. Um, let's say there's a day where, um, let's say there's a day where OpenAI and ChatGPT get beat out by something else that's much better. You're gonna want the ability to not have to rewrite a, a big update to your code and your software uh, to swap out models um, or to change things. So essentially, by embedding one of these AI boxes into the back end of your or into your own software as an AI tool on your own software, you can just go into your AI box account and make some tweaks there and it's going to show up live um, in production. I think, uh, you know, of course you can test it beforehand and do all that kind of stuff. But this is going to be really, really powerful because you do not have to have a developer to say like, hey, I want to make some updates. I want to do X, Y, and Z. Can you go do this? Can I test it? Can I, you know, we got to like make sure it works and yada, yada. You don't have to work with a, a developer or someone if you're not, a, you know, if you're a, if you're a non-technical person, you could just play around all on your own, no code on AI Box, and it will update live there. So I think this is I think this is a, a big feature that people are going to love. The other thing I want to talk about is um, being a model agnostic platform. Why this is important. Um, one big thing that I think came to a lot of people's attention is when OpenAI had their kind of whole debacle where Sam Altman got kicked out and he came back on. Um, what's an interesting side story that not a lot of people know about is that Anthropic actually got. I think over a hundred of OpenAI's big enterprise customers reached out to them and were like, hey, we don't know what's going on with OpenAI. How do we integrate 
you know, Claude. And I think it was kind of this moment where we realized like you can't put all your eggs in one basket, even though OpenAI is amazing and has got like a lot of great tools and ChatGPT is amazing. You never as an enterprise want to put all your eggs in one basket. So um, something that I mentioned, right, is the ability to swap out the model. If you have an AI box that, that creates a really specific tool or outcome and you decide like, hey, I was using Anthropic before, I want to switch it over to Mistral AI, you can easily go and just swap the AI model that's being used. In addition, you can we'll be able to set up backups. Um, so if, for example, uh, Anthropic or OpenAI or is experiencing you know some sort of outage, it'll automatically swap to a different um, model. You know, for users that are using it, we'll have some sort of notification and we'll allow you to test what the outputs are in both models. Um, but doing that makes it so that there's essentially never any downtime, um, which is really what you want because the last thing you want is for one of your one of your you could call them vendors to make your entire uh, application go down. I've had this experience with self-pause um, where, you know, we had an AI life coach embedded in there that relied on uh, APIs to AI models to facilitate some of the some of the, the chatting functionality. And when those AI models experienced outages or delays, um, the whole feature on the app was just down. And that was a terrible feeling for people to be like, hey, I don't think your like app is working. It's like, Yes, my app works fine. It's just like the 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 service that we're using is down, and it was OpenAI at the time. So, um, I, this is going to be a really powerful, uh, powerful ability to not have to have that experience as a software operator. And I think um, it's just not something that OpenAI can offer, right? They can't offer a backup to themselves when they go down, and and no, neither will any company, right? So, it's a powerful feature that I think uh, people are going to love. So. There's so much to do. There's a million more features I could go over. I'll probably talk about this. I see this podcast is going way longer than uh, my typical podcast. So I'll wrap this thing up. But what I will say is that if um, you are an investor, if you're part of those 320 people that have invested in AI Box, a huge thank you. We're really excited. Uh, we're going to make something that will blow you away. And uh, I'm really excited to share that with you. If you're not yet an investor and this sounds like an interesting um, company that you'd like to get involved with, you can do two things. Um, you can go to AI Box. .ai and join the waitlist to, to get it as soon as we launch. But you can also go over to republic.com slash AI-box and become an investor. If, if you're interested in investing in this uh, product, project, um, the minimum investment's $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. We're raising for 45 more days. After that, the crowdfunding is over. Um, and anyone that invested in that time period will you know, you know receive equity for the um, for the project and you get to be part of essentially this vision that we're bringing to life, which I believe um, could become a billion dollar company. I believe this can really, um, it's incredible what it's able to do. And so I'm really, really excited about it. Of course, you know, there's no guarantees, no promises, uh, not financial advice, all of that, all of the disclaimers. Um, but I really think we have the ability, we have the team to pull off something incredible. Um, and we have the vision, which I think is just uh, evidenced by the fact that we started working on this well before OpenAI ever made any announcements that they were going in this direction. So I feel like uh, the vision has been validated um, and the way that we're building this is the right way that's actually going to be uh, what is required to enable um, mass adoption of these AI tools. And it's going to be very incredible. So super excited. I'll leave a link in the show notes to republic.com slash AI dash box if you're interested in investing. But until next time, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.
Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.